With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for downloading and listening to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Just before we begin this episode, we just want to take a quick moment to give our shout-outs to our official sponsor of the podcast, Steroplast Healthcare Limited. Now, Steroplast Healthcare Limited provide lots of products to the seven sectors across the UK uh, and expanding to the world. One of the products in particular that I want to talk about is the Sterotape ZO Zinc Oxide Tape. Now, this is the official tape of light heavyweight Charlie Schofield. Charlie's quoted as saying that the Sterotape is by far the best tape he's ever used. The protection it offers whilst he's training allows him to train at the highest level with no hand injuries. And in the sport of boxing, it's very key to protect your hands. So get yourself over to steroplast.co.uk. Welcome to Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. My name's Sean Basto. This is episode number 17. Uh, so today I've got three guests on, so this is going to be a bit of a stretch with the uh, with the microphone and the talking, but bear with us guys because it'll be a good episode, for, uh, especially for the guys that come from Barrow, uh, because we've got three lads on from uh, from Barrow here today. Uh, first of all, I've got Callum Pearson. Callum, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate, yeah. Yeah, good. And uh, got Ross Cooks here. Ross, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good to have Sean. Good. And Ryan, Ryan Watson. Yeah, good. Sure. Good, good. Thanks for coming on, guys. This is uh, a call in this episode of the uh, the podcast, uh, uh, the Barrow Boys. <laughs> I don't know what you think about that, guys, uh, but Barrow Boys, that's what I'm going to call it, um, just because you're all from Barrow, uh, you're all from around the area. Um, how do you all know each other? You're, are you all just from the same uh, amateur gym? Yeah, we all, well, most of us come from the same, well, we all came from the same amateur gym as we were kids. Um, we've got a little bull rocket here. Uh, <laughs> We've got Ryan, so yeah, we've all boxed together as kids, so we all know each other quite well. So yeah, it's good. What about, what about you, Ross? What's it been like growing up with these two? Uh, different, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Callum. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare. 
at the start. <laughs> no, was, was, was he that bad? Not really, I think I'm, all, no, I'm not too bad, am I? Did Liam not say on the last one? No, 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 Liam, delete, Liam didn't tell us any of these stories. What, what, what's going on, Callum? We've got a few of Liam, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ryan, I've uh, got yourself on as well. Um, and, and obviously, like you say, you're up with your being from Barrow and... Um, you run, you run your own amateur gym now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Watson's bo- Boxing and Fitness. So, yeah, it's, it's doing well. It's, you know, got, got about, I know there'll be 15 uh, boxers out of here at the moment. So, yeah, it's doing good. Good. Um, so, what's what's made you made uh, made the decision to, to turn it into uh, an amateur gym and get your, your, your licences and stuff? Uh, well, it, it started off just me. I wanted to, to build it just for me to train out so I didn't have to drive too far, you know, just it was on my doorstep, but then people started coming training, started to take off and just sort of turned into a boxing club, really, and uh, I don't know, I just, I, it's just been good having juniors come in and train them up and seeing them progressing and that, and then I just, uh, it's just good to see, so I just got my coaching uh, ticket and that, and it's just gone from there, really, so, yeah. So, um, do you, how many classes do you sort of run a week now? Uh, there's three. There's uh, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, okay. uh, six thirty. Um, uh, yeah, so three classes a week at the moment. But I will put on other classes eventually when I get the time. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about um, obviously yourself and the, and the career you've had so far, and, and we have talked about it before. Um, but you know, let's just refresh a little bit and, and say you've had uh, you've had three professional fights now, um, you've had two wins and, and, and a loss, and, um, and not to be negative, but let's talk about the loss because obviously um, it's quite early on in your career, and you want to, you essentially you want to try and start your career off really well, but then you picked up this loss quite early on. Um, so what actually happened there? What was the story behind uh, all that? Um, well, I was meant to have been fighting at lightweight, uh, Joe Beeden, and I got down to that weight, which I wasn't really comfortable getting to that weight. It was a bit, you know, I killed myself to get to that weight, really. And then the day before the fight, um, Joe Beeden pulled out, and then fighting Youssef. And um, the first two rounds I thought I won, but the last two, you know, he edged because I was tiring of it. So, yeah, it's just a weight issue, really, I think. But saying that as well you know um, I'm not I didn't have many amateur fights it's all learning you know I had to be learning uh, fighting professionally really it's all new to me so um, I learned a lot from that fight anyway and you know, now I'm fighting well uh, like well and now I feel much stronger and better and yeah Hopefully, uh, I'll keep keep winning. Yeah, well, this is the plan, isn't it? Obviously, you've had that, um, you've had that little bit of an upset there early on in your career, and um, you, you know you're doing well with the amateur stuff. And uh, I don't know uh, how you you're going to manage that, but um, it's going to be interesting to to see how you're going to be able to manage the amateur side and uh, be a professional at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be a challenge, that isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> do, yeah. You, do you do you think that's going to affect um, potentially how your professional career might go? I think so. I mean, I'm going to have to either find a couple more coaches that, that, that can put the time in while I'm training for my next fight, or you know, or either I'll have to knock the boxing on the head and concentrate on training. But I don't, obviously don't want to do that because I think I'd regret that in the future. Yeah. But, you know, I've just got to be a bit selfish and do you know box, box myself that I've always wanted to do, and obviously win win some sort of title in the future, but. I'll just have to, I'm hoping to get, get my brother um, his uh, level one coaching so he can take the sessions while I'm away training. Yeah. So 
that that'd be good if you can manage to get that support on board to yeah. be able to uh, to be able to run both. Um, but no, no, that's great. And obviously, we'll come back to you in a little while. Good luck to you on that, uh, Ross. We'll come to you, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about y- yourself. And uh, for for people that don't already know you, you're currently four and I was a professional at the moment. Um, you, you've had uh, your, your fights last year. You, you know, talk about 2017 briefly. You know, you've got four wins. It's obviously successful uh, in 2017. Um, just talk me through it. Talk me through how, how it's been to be a pro so far. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I started training last year and the start of last year down at Jimmy Egan's gym in Wivenshaw, which obviously a change for me from my amateur gym in Barrow. Um, and now I've been very happy down there. Like. Um, with the way I progressed and stuff like that, it's been a good year. And then obviously, I had a little setback cause at the start of the year because I was meant to fight in March and it got put back a month. So that was a bit of an experience where a little bit disappointing. And then obviously, it came in my debut and I, I got a good uh, um, TKO victory in the first round. Um, and then I was like buzzing and that. <laughs> and then uh, it's just gone on from there, and I've got like three good points victories under my belt up through the year and um, they've all been good learning fights as well like, I've been in there with a, a lightweight or even maybe a light welter like in, in Jamie Quinn he's a, he's a big guy like um, he's, a good, he's a good Roman Jamie Quinn, yeah, Jamie Quinn as well he's isn't good. he he is um, and then been in there with that with Luke Fash and that and he, he got a cut and stuff like that head clash so that was a good learning experience and that's something that people don't pick up later on um, and it could be it could uh, make you panic on it if it's later on yeah, deal with it isn't yeah, it yeah um, and then obviously Jules Phillips he came and had a good bit of a goal like at uh, Victoria Warehouse in November at the end of the year and uh, I seem to deal with him quite well um, so yeah it's been, it has it's been a decent year for me are you um, uh, someone was telling me yesterday that you were the first pro out of Jimmy Egan is that right yeah that's right yeah obviously they've had some big names train uh, for the amateurs and bring some good lads on and that um, Tyson Fury being one of them yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, and and most of the lads have moved on to other gyms because Jim Egan's weren't a pro gym at the time. Yeah. Whether they would have turned pro with them, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Obviously, I don't know. But um, it just turned out that I went over to Spain with them and fought in the summer in one of the summers, and um, I, I got wind that they were taking on pros, and I enjoyed the trip there, and I won out in Spain and come back, spoke to my amateur coach, and the, ne- the next step was we're turning pro and. And I was quite happy giving it a shot with Steve and Sean Egan, and it's it's working out well for me there. Uh, whether they get some more pros in the future, I, I probably think they will. Like, do you feel any? Um, do you feel any sort of pressure, so to speak, with the fact that you're now because they've turned it into a pro gym as well? You're the only one that's there. They're the first, well, you're the first one to come out of there as a pro. So, do you feel any sort of slight pressure behind you because of that fact? No, no, no not not in that not in that sense, no. But the only thing that's pressure is uh, being the only one in the gym. So, <laughs> it's, it's Steve, when you're in the gym with him, it's just you and him. You you constantly getting beasted. Like uh, <laughs> that's the only pressure. Like yeah, that's not a bad thing. No, uh, no. Especially especially it's, boxing's an hard game, and it's so you need yeah. to be putting it in anyways. So. Yeah, but he's on you. All eyes are on you, sort of thing. So the well, obviously it's um, it's quite a. It could be, you know, if it turns out to be a, a, a great pro gym in the future, that could be a massive historical 
a thing for you as, as, as a fighter because you could then say, well, I was the first pro yeah. out, of, out of the gym. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But I, don't, I don't think it's a case for if it will. I, I definitely think it'll be a big pro gym in the future, definitely, uh, because they produce great, great amateurs and that. Um, so I just don't see why they wouldn't produce great, great pros. So I definitely think they'll produce some decent pros as well. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, uh, swiftly moving on to yourself. Um, we've, we've talked a little bit myself and you uh, about your career and um, obviously you had a, a, simil- a similar situation to Ryan really but yours was uh, on your pro debut you lost to Willie Warburton who's a, a great a, a great journeyman roadman um, and we talked about you know sort of the lead up to that but um, you know let's let's, let's 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 the gloves are off now this is the time to sort of talk of it let's be real about it and say you know what, what happened what happened back then? Why, why, why was well, why was it such a situation where well, you ended up like that? Well, it's a tough fight for anyone. Uh, never mind. After five years out the ring, I'd stopped. I hadn't boxed since I was about eighteen or something like that. So I'd had five years out. Um, I was always in and out of the gym. Uh, never really had my act setting it properly. Then I went up to went and met Kieran uh, Fowell, signed with him, and uh, kind of went pretty fast. I didn't really dedicate myself to be fair as much as I should have. Um, got got in and got turned over by him, which is is probably a good thing because it's given me a kick up the ass, really. Yeah. Uh, Show me what I need to do, you know, to to move on. And uh, yeah, I just didn't really respect myself training that much, so it was it was on them. Just it didn't really set me back a little bit, but in in the hindsight, it's probably the best thing that's happened to me. To be fair. So you've come back now. You've had the, the, the two victories now uh, in 2017, and, and obviously you're trying to progress on now from here. We're in 2018, and you're looking at trying to get uh, a really good year out of this year. Because I know you've said it to me previously. Um, in, in, obviously, a lot a lot depends on your team as well, and, and how how they want to sort of steer your career in 2018. But for you, in your mind, how how would you see this year going in terms of uh, the, the the type of fights, the level of fights that you're going to be having, the level of fighters you're going to be facing, and, and, and then where you're going to be at the end of the year? Well, um, I just want a good year. I want to be active, keep getting out. Um, obviously, it's not up to me. I fight. As of yet, I'm not going to start saying I want to fight him or what I fight. Yeah, no, but I, what, what, what I mean is it's more about like um, when you when you look at levels in terms of, of, of boxing, you've got yeah. you, you guys like on that are fight on the road yeah. uh, that get you, you can get a lot of experience in fighting, and you've got guys that potentially are at a similar stage of the career to you mm-hmm. who you could end up fighting. So I mean, I, I, what I'm asking is. You know, where, what what would you want to see for this year in terms of the level of fight, fighters you're fighting? Would you want to? Just keep, to keep stepping up, step by step, small baby steps, and uh, see where we end up. Like I said, I've got another four rounder on the 24th, which is five weeks today. Uh, obviously, get a good win there, and then hopefully move on to six. If if that's what Steve and Bob, my coach, want me to do, I'll just do what they say. Um, but I'd be I'd be, I'd be happy to move on to six rounds and just keep stepping up each time keep getting the wins and see where we end up keep climbing the rankings and hopefully finish finish with some kind of, some kind of title yeah know, yeah. yeah so well, the thing is it's realistic because if you're moving up in the rounds it's mm. uh, um, the, is it the British challenge you can fight over eight rounds yeah, for eight rounds uh, yeah. so by realistic by the end of the year you could look at whoever's you know there and thereabouts around or if that title's vacant at the time yeah. or whatever there's an opportunity if you fight enough times this year if, if they manage to get your fights 
enough time that you could fight by the end of the year for it. Yeah. Um, so I know it's too early to say that now, and I'm putting you on the spot when I say it. But you know, really, if 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 in an ideal world, if if that was the route you you could take this year, where you could have another fight on the 24, which is what you've got, and then uh, another two six rounders, would you would you feel then after that you could possibly be ready for an yeah, eight rounder? Yeah, most definitely, yeah. Probably to be honest, now I forgot offered one now, and it made sense I'd take it now. Yeah, because I just want to be in good fights. Obviously, you got to learn your trade and you know uh, keep progressing and learning. You can't just jump in with the titles after you've only had three fights and I'm nowhere near in the ranking. Well, uh, not unless you're uh, Lomachenko. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, unless you're Lomachenko, and you can. Some like that. <laughs> not unless you've had uh, that many 396 amateur amateur, yeah. amateur wins and one loss, then yeah. maybe. But um, yeah, no, like you say, so we'll get another get another four rounder out. Um, see what Steve. Have a sit down with Steve and with Bob and see what they come up with but like I say I'm happy just to keep doing what they're telling me to do keep beating whoever's put in front of me and then just take step by step and uh, hopefully you know get some kind of title which I, w- I should should do if I keep pushing on and keep yeah. by the end of the year I, could, I should have some kind of title around me with so that's what I'm looking forward to so uh, obviously we got when we talked about Ryan and what Ryan does uh, with his amateur boxing what what do you do outside of boxing do you have another career you know as well with boxing I don't have time to do much to be fair when I'm training properly in my camps when I'm not in, when I'm not, I haven't got a date then sometimes I, I, I'm still in the gym but not as much whereas I've got a little girl so at the minute I'd never I'd hardly, hardly seen a little girl at the yeah, yeah. so it's hard obviously I work full time so I work Monday to Friday as soon as I finish work, I'm straight to Markham into the gym. Don't get home till gone eight o'clock, and she's in she's in bed. So I hardly see my missus or my little lass. So they're sacri- I'm sacrificing that as well. Yeah. But it's one of them. At the end of the um, it's what I need to do to to get where I want to be. So what what is it you do for a living? Scaffolding. Well, scaffolding. So that's, not, that's not an easy job. No, 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 it's fair. not. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very yeah. laborious job, isn't it? Yeah, so it you're, is. you're always um, you're always uh, obviously picking things up, moving things. You know, yeah. you're using your body a lot to. To do it and yeah, well, um, let's let's not mention who it is he works for because we don't want to <laughs> get him in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't want to call him Lazy Callum, do we? Um, no, no, it's good. Obviously, you've got a full time job. You, you know, you've got a family, you've got commitments, but you, you, you know, you're telling us you're dedicated and, and you're ready for uh, for this year, and you're ready now to really push on with your career after after having yeah, a disaster of start. Same with Bob, and I didn't, I didn't really dedicate myself. I've been out of the gym for ages, whereas now. Um, I'm dedicating myself and doing what I have to, which if you've got to respect the sport, otherwise you're gonna get you can get hurt, do you know what I mean? So yeah. just keep pushing on, see what happens, see where we go. Ross, uh, I never asked you, uh, what do you do? What is it you actually do outside of um... hairdresser? I <laughs> 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 uh, I'm a welder, mate. I'm okay. a welder, yeah. So yeah. you've uh, got quite a an interesting job there as well. What 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 specifically the types of things is that you do at work? Welding like welding submarines like really? B systems yeah right okay so yeah. quite a, it's quite a big company to work for that as well um, it's in our own town luckily for a, for a lot of people <laughs> in the town it's like obviously decent for yeah. work and that wow well, so you obviously that's what you do as your sort of day to day job and then you you go into the gym and you're training as well uh, how, many, how many times how many times a week do you have to be in oh go on what what your part time job is <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> can't tell him that. We can't tell him that. Well, he's not a stripper. He's not a stripper, is he? Or something like that. Oh, tell yeah, tell pa- part-time stripper as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's put me off now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
as, as, come on, Callum, no, spill the beans. What, what have you got to say? You've got something you need to tell us here. Oh, look, look, he, he cuts hair a little bit on the side. And uh, what's that? What's that you do? You know, when you wear that, what's that apron called? But you wear it, you're in the nude. What is it? You know, like weddings and stuff like that. What are they called? Butlers. That's Butler in the box. Yeah, tell them, you can't get, you won't get done for that. Just say it. Ah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'll come round his house. I'll go around Sean's house as a, as a butler for him if you want. Show me why I'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's messing, he's messing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you, you, like, going on a serious note, going back to what you do for a living. Um, so you, you, you do that. What, what sort of hours are you working there? Is it full, like, nine to five? Well, to I shifts do, or? I, I, yeah, I do shifts. I do four days down in Barrow. Uh, till five past six and then I train after that right. um, getting at like half eight at night and then sort of like two and two or two or two and a half hours after work and then um, I, on me f- and then I get four days off so then I go stay down in Wivenshaw right. um, for four days and, and train twice a day there and, and get a run in as well so in that four days off is my main obviously work is getting done compared to when I'm at home um, obviously, I still get two hours in at night, which is quite still good. But it, majority of my work is down in Wivenshaw. This is quite a big sacrifice, really. And this is what a lot of people I don't think care about. You guys is when you when you when you're in in the background and you you're doing all this stuff and. No, nobody really hears about it. You, you, we, we do the interviews and stuff, and we hear about how your fights have been and your trainings been, but we don't really hear that you guys have to work shifts. And if you've not got the financial backing behind you, you know you're working full time jobs, um, nine to fives, uh, you know whatever shifts you're doing, and, and and then you're having to go and train after that, and then you've got to fit in your family time as well as that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's hard work, obviously, but it's not just that. I'm I'm going to speak on behalf of all of us. Um, Whereas all the lads who train close and local to to where they're at, they 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 work and go train after work, or they do it through the day. Whereas us, you've got Liam and Michael coming to Preston after work, you've got Ryan and Callum go to Lancaster after work, and then me on me four days off going down to Manchester. So we've we've got it even harder than everyone else. Not like try to get not try to get sympathy in that. Uh, <laughs> get that little it, tiny violin it's, out for you. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's harder it's harder work like. So, <laughs> Callum, you're trying to say something here. I can see you giggling to yourself over there. Right. No, it is right. It's hard work. It's not as if you can just, you know, finish work and go to go to the gym ten minutes where you've got yeah. to get in a car and travel like, like an hour and a half, an hour or whatever. So it's it's a nightmare to be fair, but it's what we all like to do. So yeah, it's what needs to be done. It's one of them. I get grief off the missus constantly. We're getting grief now, probably on my phone. <laughs> well, I'm sat here, but it's just one of them. They just have to, you know, it's what we like to do. So. Do you, th- do you think, obviously, doing what you're doing um, with the boxing and with, obviously, full-time careers, eventually it's going to lead into what you want for your family, which is... Because uh, it's like with me, when I do this, I'll give you a comparison. I mean, I'm not a fighter, but I, I, I do this as well as a full-time job, as well as having a family like you guys. Um, and I do get... You know, I'll go on record and say it. I get grief off my missus as well, but at the same sense, she does support me. But eventually, if, 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 if I can turn this into something successful... Then it, it benefits my family at the end of it all as well, yeah. and that's kind of the, what I get out of, of doing it all as well as supporting guys like yourselves who, mm. who are up and coming and, 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 and trying to break yourself through into into the, the scene. Um, you know, it's it's just a case of trying to provide for your family at the same yeah. time. Like you said, full credit to you that do come out and do all this because you are you helping getting us out there, putting us on the map. Do you know what I mean? So we appreciate you coming and seeing us, spending taking your time to come, you know, and interview us and all that. It's like. absolutely freezing in here as well. Yeah, <laughs>
I'll have to speak to Johnny Rye after this about not putting the eating on for us, like. Ryan, let's come back to you because obviously we've not um, not heard anything from you for a little while because we've been speaking to Ross and um, to Callum. Uh, The amateur boxing side is that is that the other thing you do outside of professional boxing, or do you have anything else along along the line that you do as well? Um, Well, I run run my own tree surgery business, so that takes up a bit of time. And uh, when, when obviously when I'm fighting training for a camp I can sort of uh, work around it I can pick and choose when I when I go and do do the job so I can get that training but I was working offshore for for like four years and um, it was just taking up you know being away just wasn't working you know uh, for training and obviously for my work for my tree surgery business so I'm not that on the head now and you know uh, just concentrate on uh, building up my gym and my business and obviously working on Fighting professionally. Yeah. What do, what what does being a tree surgeon involve? I've never I've never known. I've always uh, kind of looked at it and found what what what, what job well, is that? What yeah. is it you actually do? Just making trees safe. If they you know they got diseases, you got to go up and take the dead branches off or right. reduce them if they got too high. You know, and if they're growing too close to a house, you have to reduce them and, or take them down if they're dangerous. Like. Uh, well, what we'll do is obviously we talked about uh, you, you guys, what you actually do outside of boxing and what your boxing uh, next year looks like. Um, I've done it with the guys, uh, Liam, uh, who I've just done the previous podcast with, Liam and Goldie. I call him Goldie now, I'm not calling him Mike anymore. Um, and we'll talk about a few of the fights that are coming up uh, in, in, in sort of the wider boxing community and uh, give your opinions on them. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll look at, obviously, uh, your tickets for, for fights and things like that, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. So, looking at the the next few fights that are coming up, the, the um, Groves and Newbank fights coming up in February. Um, again, am I going to ask you put you on the spot and ask you a question, Callum? Who's going to win that one? I think Groves will beat him on points. I think I don't know. It's a tough fight because Newbank is a beast, isn't he? But I think I think George Groves technically is quality. So I think I think George should pick him off, and he, it's hard as well. George Groves. I'd say George Groves. It's harder than Newbank. To be fair, one punch wise, so I I, I think Gloves goes beats him. What about you two lads? Um, I think like if, uh, if it goes to points, I think Uban works. You know his work rate's unbelievable. Like so, he could outpoint him, but he's a big bigger at Gloves. So I think he, you know I think he should should be. I think he could uh, he could stop him possibly. But then again, Uban seems you know looks like he's got a good good chin like his dad. So it's hard to say really. What about you, Ross? I'm going to go for Groves. Uh, I think his experience and stuff like that will just uh, edge him in the fight. I think Eubank will be definitely in the fight. Um, but I think Eubank only looks good myself when he's, when people stand in front of him. Yeah. And, and, um, and obviously he can let his shots go and, and let some big shots off and that. But Groves, he's been in there at a higher level and that. I think he'll just have a little bit, little bit more. And it'll be a close fight, but I think Groves will beat him, yeah. So that, that's one cracking fight that I'm looking forward to, um, but there's other ones that have been announced and I've, I've, I have uh, covered it off in the previous podcast with the uh, uh, the other two lads, uh, but give your opinions on uh, fights like Joshua and Parker. I think Joshua will beat him quite comfortably. Yeah. You're, you're all nodding in agreement there, I think you're all both, all, all three years are agreeing and saying that Joshua takes this one. Yeah. I think Joshua will take him out maybe pretty early, that's what I think anyway. What about you? Do you think, yeah, think, think the same? Too, too strong, too hard. 
Um, yeah. I think few of you hammers Joshua at all. I totally agree with you. I think a fully fit Fury, uh, who's got a couple of fights back under his belt, beats him because his movement is just. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's pretty so average, to be fair. He is good, though, Joshua. I, know, I didn't really rate him that Obviously, he's good, but I didn't really rate him as much as, like, till he boxed Klitschko. I thought, yeah, that was a belting fight, so he showed a lot of character in that fight. You know, he got dropped and come, got back up and took him out, so he changed my mind a little bit on that fight, but. I just think Fury make him look pretty average. Well, in another fight that um, <laughs> I'm going to get slighted off him if they ever hear it, but um, the, the, the other heavyweight fight that's been announced, the Battle of the Drug Cheats, um, <laughs> Lucas Brown, Dylan White, they've both been banned for, for various amounts of times for <laughs> having found uh, drugs in, in testing. Um, but now they're fighting each other. Uh, Dylan White's really put himself back up into potential contention for a world title at some point. Lucas Brown was a world champion and is undefeated. Uh, and he's looking for exactly the same. Um, but out of the two, who do you think is going to win? I think Lucas Brown, me. Um, but to be honest, I've not watched much of either of them, to be honest. But uh, I, yeah, from what I've seen, Lucas Brown will probably be him. But Lucas Brown was actually a bare knuckle fighter um, before he became a boxer. And he actually done some stuff in MMA as well. So he's actually come from that transition. So the guy can take a dig. Uh, and, in, and, and I've said it to people before, a lot of people forget that he is actually undefeated. Nobody's beat him yet in a boxing ring. Uh, so um, in terms of level of opposition he's fought, he's, he's, he's fought, he fought some good fighters, but he's not really fought anyone on the same scales of what we've got in the main heavyweight mix at the moment. Yeah. So for me, this will be uh, a, a big test for him uh, as well, uh, being at 37, 38 is what he is at the moment. If he beats White, he really sort of, himself up there then because there's not a lot of other fights for people to take there's Wilder and Ortiz fighting um, and then we've got Joshua Parker and then Fury whoever he fights and, and, and the other Fury Huey Fury as well I mean he's got an announcement coming in the next couple of days so I'll be interested to see who, who he's getting in with uh, whether that's going to be a big fight and uh, David Price and Povetkin's been uh, put in as well so there's some good fights heavyweight wise um, what do you make of the uh, World Boxing Super Series? I think it's been good. I think it's been quite good for boxing, mm. to be honest. I, I remember the one that Carl Frotch was in. What was that? Super, super that was the Super Six. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been simil- is similar. It similar, though, it? It's similar, but it went on for like two years. Yeah, yeah. It was a long time but it went yeah. on for. Um, no, I think it's been good, yeah. It's a... Uh, there's a heavyweight on that as well, isn't there? There's, 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 there's got a cruiserweight one, but they're, uh, they're talking about... Um, I mentioned it on the previous podcast, and I said... Uh, they should do a featherweight one um, because there's some cracking featherweights out there that could get in get in the mix with each other. Selby, Frampton, uh, Quig, uh, Valdez, um, Leo Santa Cruz. Um, just Ross Cooksey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to leave you nicely on, really, to, to what I was talking Only about. Only joking, by the way. <laughs> Hey, dream big, Ross. Dream big. Uh, what, what what I was going to talk about was um, it's a bit of a uh, dream thing. This, but if you ever got that call, say in a year's time, or maybe I'd nah, say two years time, and, and they ring you up and say, right, you you're such an, you're so far in the rankings now. You say you're in the top fifteen or something in the world. You know, uh, I might be talking a couple of years here, but you know, let's like, talk theoretically and say. If that phone rings and you say you're in the top 15 in the world and they say, right, we want you to enter this competition, so like World Boxing Super Series, for your particular divisions, mm. um, would, what would you say? Would you, I'm going to say, as long as all goes well this year, 
2019, I reckon I could have a shot at Colin McGregor, like, if he fancies it. <laughs> See right. what he's saying. I'll tell you what, um, you never know what's going to happen, you never know what's around the corner, you don't know what other little fights they're going to make uh, this year. It's madness, isn't it? It's, it is madness, we, we might even see McGregor and Paulie Malinagi still yet, um, we just really don't know what's coming, but... Uh, on, a, on, on that note, obviously, if they ever, if they, if you ever got that call to do World uh, Boxing Super Series, or if it was me, I, I'd be snapping the hand off for it. To be honest with you, It'd be a massive experience, wouldn't it? But that, that is dreaming at, at this stage. Oh yeah, it's dreaming big. Of course, it is. It's dreaming big. Dreaming, but you'd be deaf not to to go off something if something got like that got off, offered to you. Yeah. Even if you go and you get battered, it's an experience, isn't it? In itself. Yeah. But like yeah. you say, we're sat now. It's dreaming big, but in the, the big scheme of things you know, you don't know what's going to happen no no we don't and that's the thing and um, let's go back to, to, to you guys and, and let's get back to reality a little bit here and talk about um, you, you, you've got obviously Callum you've got an upcoming fight yeah. uh, I know Ross uh, and Ryan have not had dates as such yet but you hopefully <coughs> will be getting them so for, for you Callum how can people get in touch with you to get hold of tickets uh, contact me on Facebook that's the only really thing I'm on, on at the minute like social media wise I think Ross is going to be on about setting up an Instagram for me. Uh, show me what that's all about. So maybe I'll nail off that. Um, Facebook, really. Or contact all my mates who know me. Cool. Uh, and obviously, uh, for Ross and Ryan, you know, when you get them dates through, um, I'm sure if you, you, you're, you're both on social media, you're both, are you on Facebook and Instagrams? Or are you, what, what's yeah, the deal with you guys? Yeah. Right, so they can, people can catch you on there. If they want to just follow your journey from listening yeah. to the podcast, because believe it or not, <coughs> This podcast actually gets listened to by people from the uh, United States, and um, I, I'm, it's a genuine, genuine, I'm not, I'm not bullshitting you when I say it, because I check the stats of this podcast, and I see who it goes out to. Yeah. The majority of it is obviously around the Northwest, the people that listen to it, but I'm actually starting to get people pick it up in, uh, in, in a few spots in the, the USA, so it's like, you know, it's yeah. madness to think yeah. that people out there are listening to this podcast yeah. when it's just really predominantly to focus on guys like yourself that are up and coming through the northwest scene yeah. so um yeah shout out to them guys who are listening to it and follow 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 these guys uh follow callum ross and ryan on social media mm-hmm. um they've given the handles out follow them follow the journeys uh, and, and and see where they get get to with it all um so i'm gonna wrap it up guys and and say thanks very much for for coming on and uh, giving us a bit of an insight to to about all your all of your careers and all of your uh, outside of boxing what you do your work things like that it's good to hear it um, obviously I want to say a big thank you to, to my sponsor which is uh, two sponsors I've got I've got Cheer Protein Bar and Drury Lane in Chatterton who prepare all meals for people like Chris Conwell um, Casey Connolly um and Dylan Evans, who are, are, are local fighters as well. And then I've got Steroplast, who have recently jumped on blood. Steroplast Healthcare, uh, who provide the zinc oxide tape, uh, worn by Jimmy Kelly and Charlie Schofield, uh, amongst others. So I want to give a big thank you to them, and I want to ask everybody to uh, give us a like and a follow on uh, on the Facebook and Twitter pages, which is Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. Uh, and you can also, if you don't already follow Eat, Sleep, Boxing, Repeat, we're all over social media and YouTube. Uh, and you can get all the latest interviews from the Northwest on there uh, but that's it guys thank you very much for coming on and uh, we'll see you uh, maybe in a few months we'll get you back on to see where you're going and see where you are thanks for having yeah, us thanks. cheers thank cheers. you guys sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.